Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. We made it. It's here. It's Daddy Soda time, and we've got real, actual college football games this Saturday that count and everything. It is the College Draft Podcast, three podcasts in one, presented by DraftKings, of course, America's number one rated sports book app. And we will get into our picks against the spread momentarily. By we, I really mean he. Uh, Emery Hunt, the master of all he oversees at footballgameplan.com. The guy goes to every game there is. He must have like that old Star Trek thing. Just beam me over, Scotty. Beam me up to each game he goes to. He's at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. He lives on CBS Sports HQ. He's always available, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. If you want to get in early on what I think is the best draft guide in the business, which also makes him the best guy to talk about preseason football in the business because he knows all the guys. Emery, we're here, though, man. Like, we have actual games, college football games, that will be going on on Saturday to talk about on today's show. I'm excited about it because it's across the board, too. You have FBS games, some FCS games, and it's technically it's week zero, but it's the start of what should be a normal 2021 season, knock on wood. I mentioned this uh, earlier. I'll expound upon it a little bit. We're going to talk about the biggest college football games every week and throw a sleeper or two in there. So we're a college football podcast. We're going to tell you about the best prospects, the best NFL prospects in those games. So we're an NFL draft prospect. And then Emory's going to make his pick against the spread. So we are a college football betting podcast. Three podcasts for the price of one. And that price, by the way, as many of you know, is free. Like, totally free, which is amazing. Love those of you that check us out via social media. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. And I guess before we dive into these games, and the first one's going to be 1 o'clock on Saturday, Nebraska and Illinois. 
which is a, a sneaky, important game for both those teams, especially Nebraska. They, they cannot lose to Illinois and Brett Bielema's first game. I did want to get your thoughts, Emery, on, on week zero. You know, it's interesting that we're starting week zero as opposed to just calling it week one. Um, you know, and usually week zero was supposed to be that spotlight game. I don't think we had Nebraska and Illinois in mind when you're talking about designing a week zero. But here we are. I just wish we put more games in week zero. And honestly, if we're going to expand the playoffs, let's utilize week zero as quote unquote week one. Cut the regular season to 10 games, and let's go play more playoff games. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the idea is let's let's whet the appetite a little bit. Um, I mean, it's great for these teams, Nebraska, Illinois, UConn, Fresno State, Hawaii, UCLA, UTEP, New Mexico State. It's kind of interesting. The games are 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3.30. Maybe there aren't more at night, Emery, because – I think there's a bunch of NFL preseason games at night. So they probably thought, yeah, we don't want to mess with that. Right. You're competing against the NFL no matter what level it is. Preseason, wild card weekend, regular season, people will watch the NFL. As much as people talk bad about the preseason, they are watching. And that's something you definitely don't want to compete with. Yeah, by the way, the NFL uh, DraftKings, uh, they now have this deal, $200 in free bets. When you place a $1 bet on any week one NFL games, they already have the week one lines up and you can go ahead and get $200 in free bets. I'm sure they still have that for college as well. Just use the promo code Ross to get your free $200 in free bets on the DK DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, let's dive into it, Emery. And uh, we will start with Nebraska and Illinois. Nebraska is a seven-point favorite in this game. But talk to me first about some of the guys we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, you talk about Samari Toure. We talked about him before. Um, when you, you talk about someone that transferred from Montana, he was their big-time playmaker, and I think he's going to be an instant playmaker for Nebraska, taking over for Wondell Robinson, who transferred out and went to Kentucky. So you think about someone like uh, Toure, who was dominant at the FCS level, and now is going to be expected to be a big-time player for Nebraska. I think he's going to be good for Adrian Martinez um, to really get their passing game going. And and you talk about uh, Daniels on the defensive line, um, you know, da- uh, Damian Daniels. He's a big dude. Uh, I just want to see him utilize his hands better because um, he's tough to move off the spot. He's a big, girthy guy, and he gets good ball get off but he doesn't always bring his hands with him, and you want to see him get better in that regard because if he does, he'll be even more disruptive than he was toward the back end of last season. So I forget, where would Torre come from? University of Montana. That's right. And, dude, that's bad for Nebraska. They lost Wendell Robinson. Yeah, he I was mean, that was a huge get for them to get him. He is a talented guy. You know, I thought he'd be like their Rondell Moore I mean, you know, McCaffrey's transferred out. I, I, I must tell you, I thought the Scott Frost era would go better at Nebraska than it has so far. I really did, man, especially since he was known for the recruiting and developing and made UCF into that powerhouse. 
You know, then he goes out to Nebraska. It just it was tailor made for him to get back to the developing that we used to know Nebraska to be about uh, in their heyday, and it just hasn't transpired. People are leaving Nebraska, and that's something that you never saw uh, from that program in its heyday, or even when they were going up and down with Bill Callahan. It's a really good point. Really good point. All right, what about Illinois? Who are we watching on the other side for the Illini? Uh, two guys, Sidney Brown, the safety, and Doug Kramer, the offensive lineman. Sidney Brown, um, it's funny, and I hate to – sometimes the comparisons just work because of, you know, how you're watching them. But it, I, yeah, he's wearing number 30. His last name is Brown. I just couldn't – I was like, man, this dude is always Johnny on the spot, like Mike Brown was when he was with the Chicago Bears. Uh, I want to say that was 2001 where he had, what, five game-winning interceptions in a row. Just came out of nowhere and just was able to pick the ball off. Uh, but he was he's one of these playmakers for that defense. I was well schooled by Lovey Smith. So, uh, you know, Brett Billima gets a guy that, that plays a good game, a smart, instinctive game. He's a Canadian kid. So he's going to be a, you know, a CFL prospect as well uh, from London, Ontario. If you're not familiar with that, that's where Western University uh, has been. That was what I first went to Canada. Uh, to, uh, you know, I want to say 2013, I went out there to cover their East-West Bowl, which is their senior bowl. They played before the season in May. Had fantastic duck out there, by the way. Uh, so with the West, he's where West University is. But so keep an eye on him for the CFL draft as well. And uh, the center, Kramer, you know, he was injured last year and had COVID. But when he played, he started three games. When he played, he was excellent. And, you know, he's someone that has been an all-Big Ten performer at center. And so I think you're going to see him regain that, that status and find himself being a mid round draft pick because he was really good uh, firing off the football, especially in the run game. So here's my question to you. I'm just curious. What did you think of the Brett Bielema hiring for Illinois? I, I, I'm a big Bielema fan. You know, I love what he did, you know, at Arkansas. Uh, I love obviously what he did at Wisconsin and I think he's going to do a great job at Illinois. It's a tough place to recruit, man. Uh, people think Illinois and think that place is in Chicago. It's not. That's in the middle part of the state. And I found it funny. I was reading an article that was like, yo, Billum is going to put a heavy emphasis on Illinois recruiting. That's something Lovey Smith didn't do. So he's he said, we got to protect home. And then 13 of his top recruits came from Florida, you know, Georgia, Texas. He had two recruits. From Illinois, like so, yeah. Put a fence around the state because it's tough to recruit there, um, and it's also just one of those schools. Illinois is a, is one. It's people talk about Northwestern academically. Illinois is right there as well, so you have to have it on both ends. You have to have the talent and also the the smarts to get in there in, in a state that's you know very limited as far as you know prospects are concerned. So um, I think he's going to do a solid job as as solid as you can. At Illinois, but I say that, but we did see Ron Zook, you know, have success at Illinois, uh, bringing in, you, you know, your Juice Williams and, and those guys and Mikhail LaShore um, and uh, the kid that was that was with the, the Steelers, the running back. Um, uh, man, I forgot his name, but he reminded me of Garrison Hurst. Rashard Mendenhall. Mendenhall, exactly. So, uh, yeah. they brought, he got uh, Aurelius Ben. Aurelius Ben. Uh, Vontae Davis. Yes, exactly. And so, um, you know, you had, By the way, a lot of that is because he hired Mike Loxley as his OC. Uh, makes sense because they both had a connection from Florida. So, um, but yeah, so you can have spurts of success at Illinois, 
but your work is cut out for you. I was a little surprised they went the retread route again. I mean, they had just hired Lovey Smith, who's like an NFL retread. Now they go for Bielema. I, I probably would have gone for like a Lance Leipold or a Jeff Munkin or somebody like that. One of these guys going to like four programs and one everywhere they've been, right? Like, and that that's what I, but I think they want bigger names. I think it's like an alumni thing. I don't know. Anyway, for this game, Nebraska is a seven point favorite. Emory, um, what are you doing here? Land those points with Nebraska as much as he gets uh, criticized. Adrian Martinez, I feel as though, is a better quarterback than Brandon Peters. So I'm going to trust Martinez because he's a dual threat guy. And this is probably the must-win game. I know it's cliche to say, but Nebraska needs a win probably more so than Illinois. So I think we'll see Nebraska go all out in this one against the Illini. It's a good point. I I think you're right. I think it kind of is a must-win game. All right, let's get to a team and a game. I'm going to do four of their games this year, so I'll be watching on Saturday when UConn travels to California for the first time ever to take on Fresno State. Um, UConn hasn't played in like 638 days or something crazy. Fresno State, they were 500 last year. They actually have some decent guys. Like their quarterback was a little up and down, Harner. Um, but I love their running back, Ronnie Rivers. And I, I think Fresno has some talent. Let's start with that. Let's start with Fresno and the running back, Ronnie Rivers. And, and Fresno has always been, that's been one of my favorite programs, you know, since I've watched college football because it's always got some dudes out there in the Valley. And they just play good brand of football. I know Pat Hill was a big part of that. Like, you know you're going to get a run game and play action pass, and the ball is going to go downfield. So, you know, that's just a tradition of Fresno State, and I, I'm glad to see them still being able to recruit that type of athlete. And Rivers is someone that has, you know, really good balance for a back. He's a shorter guy, but you're not going to knock him over. You're just going to knock him to the side. He's breaking arm tackles. He's got good vision, good patience for the position, um, and he can catch the football out of the backfield. So I think he's a solid all-around back. People gonna are gonna knock his size, but you know I I feel as though size is not a skill, and I just like how he plays the game. Just plays under control and just a really good back overall. I was very impressed with him last year in the two games I did. I think one time they played at UNLV. They also hosted Colorado State. They won both those games handily. Uh, he has tremendous balance. He's a lot more powerful than you think he's gonna be. Really good out of the backfield. I didn't know he had another year. I mean, is he a guy? I, I have to look it up if he's a guy that's taking advantage of that extra year of eligibility. I think he wants to break all of his dad's records. His dad has like all the Fresno State rushing records, and obviously they only played six games last year because of COVID. I think Ronnie wanted to go back so for the rest of his life he could say to his dad he got all his records. Smart man, you know. I love. I am here for that level of petty. Um, and yeah, he was, he was a senior last year. He's one of those guys that I had a grade on last year, and then he decided to go back. So I just moved him over to 2022. So yeah, he's definitely taking advantage of that extra year. Okay, what about UConn? On the they got a D lineman that caught your eye in Travis Jones. Now you talk about you know Damian Daniels of Nebraska not using his hands well. Travis Jones uses his hands very well and gets off blocks and is very 
good at the point of attack. So you see him constantly in on run stops, uh, doing a good job of just collapsing the pocket. I think he's a better run defender than he is a pass rusher. But, man, when you talk about someone that can initiate contact, withhold himself at the line of scrimmage, and then get off the block and make a play, you like that about a defensive tackle, especially coming from a program where, you know, uh, there's not that many, you know, dynamic playmakers, but it starts up front, and Jones is a real good one. I'm really looking forward to watching UConn. You know, the one thing I remember, I remember asking Randy Edsel this, they developed a lot of guys in his first in at UConn. I mean, the William Beatty's and – I mean, they had one year where they had like four guys go round one or round two from UConn. Yep. Donald Brown, Darius Butler, a D-end whose name escapes me right now. I want to say like the Dolphins took him in the second round. He didn't really materialize. And then Will Beatty with the Giants. But UConn. Who never they, they never even get a four star guy. They, they, they get like a lot of two star guys, and they had four guys go round one or round two, which I thought was incredible that year. Uh, and Butler had the best career of them all. Donald Brown was kind of up and down, beady up and down, and then the defensive end was like Darius Moore or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that was always kind of their their specialty. Uh, when Randy Edsel was there the first time. So I'll be curious. I know this. I have a lot of respect, Emery, for R Randy Edsel. They will offer kids, because you know I do recruiting stuff for Go Big Recruiting, and I pay attention to Pennsylvania. They'll offer kids that nobody else has offered, and then I'll watch and I'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, they don't – they find kids other people don't know about. And And to me – I hate this part of the, you know, the the media landscape. You know, you see so much negativity coming out about the program, people talking about they should cancel football or drop football. Like, man, every place can't be Alabama. And I'm glad you brought up Randy Etzel and the development part of it because that's what's going to give them a chance to be successful and competitive. That's what's going to give Kansas a chance with Lance Leipel to be successful. It can be done at programs. It's going to take a little bit of work, and you have to hire good coaches and trust your development of these guys once they get in. It's what we're seeing with Northwestern. Is what you're seeing with you know these underrated programs that are coming up and now playing consistent football. It's about the development of the talent, not just the acquisition of the talent. So glad you brought that up, man. So Fresno State is a 27-and-a-half-point favorite, Emory. 27 and a half. I don't know how he even set a line on UConn. They haven't played in forever. Like some of these kids might have gained 30 pounds. I mean, it's 27 and a half. What are you doing? Well, here's the thing. You touched on it. You know, they hadn't played in, in almost two years. Fresno State played last year. Fresno State is a very good football team. This is about right for the line. So, yes, lay those points for Fresno State. Wow. Uh, okay. How about Hawaii and UCLA? Hawaii's got a couple running backs you like? Yeah, Kelvin Turner Jr. Um, when you, you're going to watch him and you're going to hear the name Alvin Kamara a lot because he's that versatile. He can get down the field and be a threat in the passing game. He's a good runner, good uh, above average, you know, speed and, and quickness and vision and contact balance. All of those things that you like about the position, 
he does it. So he has a wide array of skill set uh, that he's bringing to the table. And one of the best backs in the country, he's a C- on a senior bowl watch list. Wouldn't surprise me to see him end up there as well. And another senior, Diedrich Parson, uh, out of, you know, he was from Howard. So I did a, I did a like five of his games when he was a freshman, you know, walk on um, at Howard and ended up being their leading rusher, their starting tailback. This dude has legitimate vision and shakes. So he sees everything. He has hammerhead shark periphery. He has bird's eye view perspective on the on the line of scrimmage. Like you're watching this and calling the game as a broadcaster. So you, you're seeing it from an all-22 perspective. He sees the same thing. So he sees that backside cutback. He sees that crash in defensive and he's just going to cut off him and just shoot down the rail. So this dude got the – he grad transferred to um, – or transferred out of Howard and went to Hawaii, uh, followed his OC, uh, Brennan Marion, who's now the receivers coach at Pitt. But he's out there now. So Hawaii has two tremendous tailbacks. I'm excited to see how Parson does with the with the uh, Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, you know, you think about it now, it's like, why don't more guys go to Hawaii, dude? <laughs> it's like – if I had It's my- a full ride to Hawaii. To if, play college football. If I had my choice of being a college football head coach, I always see Hawaii as a sleeping giant. Think about what you have out there. You have a limited access to offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I don't understand why Hawaii doesn't lead the country in rushing every year. We'll go out there and, you know, with nine old linemen, a quarterback, and a big tailback that's like six feet, 245, and we're about to dominate up front nothing but power and gap all day so you're right plus you're at the beach so all you need is like five skill players they want to walk around with their shirts off anyway so you sell them on the beach you could you could win it whole you could win a national championship at hawaii <laughs> all right for ucla i feel like we talked about this guy a couple weeks ago but for the people that missed that episode maybe they're just tuning in now that there's games maybe they're they're watching or listening uh, they can watch, by the way, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Maybe they're watching or listening now because you're making the picks against the spread. You like laying points a lot more than I do, by the way. At any rate, let's oh, get to big UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah, we talked about him on our Pac-12 preview. Uh, someone that plays a really good game when you watch him play, man. It's like, man, this dude has a legitimate game. And we're in a, a situation where you're looking for a senior quarterback to come out of nowhere. That's a new thing now. Who's going to be the next Joe Burrow? Who's going to be the next X, Y, and Z? Thompson has a chance because he plays a really good game. He just has to mi- minimize those bouts of inconsistency. We just like, yo, what was that? You know, whether it's a, you know, the incomplete pass or an ill-advised throw, but he has all the physical tools, and UCLA can put up points. I always point back to that USC game where he was at his best. So if we can get that level of play the entire season, he's going to start to work himself into that conversation because he's played a lot of football, has good leadership skills, and isn't you know afraid of, of the competition. So we saw him play well against Colorado, very good secondary. We saw him play well against USC in a, in a rivalry game. So that's someone to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. I feel like he's been starting a quarterback for Chip Kelly in UCLA for four or five years now. I mean, he's been there a long time. Absolutely, and that's that's the whole part of it. You kind of want someone that has played a lot, seen a lot, and has done a lot. And he's been productive. He has also 
gotten better every year. So his trajectory is going in the right direction. So UCLA is favored by 17. The game is at UCLA. So Hawaii's taking the flight. Uh, you laying the points again? Hawaii is tricky, man. You know, the, this is one of these teams where you just like, you know, which Hawaii team will show up. Um, but defensively, I'm not there yet on Hawaii. So UCLA, I feel comfortable, experienced at quarterback, very good passing game. You're going to like this, Ross. Laying the points <laughs> with UCLA. <laughs> so far, you have laid 51 and a half points in three games. 17, 27 and a half, and seven. All right, last but not least, we got UTEP and New Mexico State. Who are we watching on UTEP? Walter Neal Jr., the cornerback. He transferred from Kansas State. He's also a senior bowl list watch guy, a uh, senior bowl watch list guy. Um, very active corner. You know, he's someone that, that you call like a gnat back there. Um, you know, he just flies around the football, but despite being 175 pounds, he's definitely not afraid to tackle. You, you're going to get that from a Kansas State defensive back. Uh, you see A.J. Parker is with the Lions as an undrafted rookie free agent, and he's playing really well. He may even make the team. Um, so you're getting a lot of toughness from that position, and they need stars out there on defense for, for UTEP. I thought UTEP um, was could have flirted with a winning season last year, but their defense failed them. They were in a lot of games and just couldn't close them out. So I, I think they're going in the right direction, and getting a guy like Neil Jr. Um, is definitely a step toward that that goal. I cannot wait to watch these games next week and see or, or on Saturday and and see, you know, it makes it so much more interesting because some of these games are like projected blowouts right. with you laying the points like this. You're making me pull my hair out. It's a good thing two out of three men – who experienced some form of hair loss by the time they're 35, have a solution that I've been taking for years, which is why my hair looks so good on the show or on the Eagles preseason games. It's called Keeps. It's a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Look, we all know FDA-approved medications that's been in the news a lot recently. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. I'm telling you, I have the same amount of hair, if not more, that I had five years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Look, treatments can take four to six months to see results. So start early. Like The number one thing I would tell anybody, forget even Keeps for a second. If you have any doubt, start. Now, I personally like Keeps because they gave me my two FDA-approved medications sent to my house. Go to keeps.com slash draft to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash draft to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash draft. Who is the keeper, Emery, on New Mexico State's team this year? So offensive lineman and Sage Doxader, um, big offensive line, like six seven three forty. Dude was a CFL second round draft pick this past May, but opted to come back for that extra season. Um, you know, 
to increase his chances of getting drafted in the NFL. So a Canadian kid, high CFL draft pick. I think he's probably better suited to play guard or maybe right tackle. He's been playing left tackle. I think he can kick inside. I think he's that better suits him and his skill set moving forward. But it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he plays this year. He had a little bit of an injury issue um, in his career, but he has played a lot of games and has started, you know, I mean, for a good bit of time out there at New Mexico State. And, you know, he was a part of that team that got to the bowl game. Um, so I want to see how he closed out this year and if he increases his NFL stock because his CFL stock is sky high. He got drafted by the Argonauts in the second round. So that's pretty impressive. So UTEP is laying nine points. Are you doing it again, Emery? <sighs> I, I see UTEP and, and New Mexico State as one and the same. Um, you know, both programs have just been inconsistent. I see this one being a tight one. So I'm going to take New Mexico State in the points here. Okay, taking New Mexico State and the points. New Mexico State plus the nine. And uh, I'm curious about that UCLA game. What's your favorite game this weekend? My favorite game is one. Uh, it's it's going to be the Miak Swag Challenge. It's Alcorn State versus North Carolina Central. Alcorn didn't play in um, the spring like the rest of the FCS or SWAC. And uh, no one in the MEAC as a conference played in the spring as well. Uh, North Carolina Central has a good running back in Isaiah Totten. And Alcorn is arguably the best team in the SWAC with Fred McNair, who is one of the most underrated coaches in college football. They have a fantastic quarterback. He's like the FCS version of Levi Lewis, who plays at Louisiana, and Felix Harper. He's a left-handed, smaller quarterback, like 5'10", about 185 pounds. But you talk about a true point guard at the position, Felix Harper it should, should be an outstanding uh, talent to watch. And I think he's going to be in a running for Black College National Player of the Year and also for the Walter Payton Award, which is the FCS equivalent to the Heisman Trophy. Absolutely love it. Place those bets at DK Sportsbook. Get the keeps.com slash draft so you keep your hair. Good luck to Emery. Good luck to all of you guys this weekend. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.